Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Welcome to Pancreas Pals, Emily here. And Miriam. Welcome to season eight. We have made it. It's a it's been a wild time. Honestly, this episode, we're not even gonna we're not even gonna discuss 2020. We're not gonna discuss the time that's elapsed. We wanna only look ahead for this moment, this uh 30 minutes in time and talk about the light at the end of the tunnel that hopefully you're all seeing too. Yes. Um, So if you haven't guessed it, this episode is going to be all about vaccines, um, specifically COVID vaccines. Um, Hopefully you've gotten (laughs) all of your other vaccines by the time you're listening to this. But um, yeah, so Miriam and I are luckily and gratefully vaccinated. Both fully, fully vaxxed. We got different what? vaccines, which makes this kind of exciting. Yeah, that's kind um, of what we wanted to talk about because obviously there's been a lot of um, – everyone has their own experience getting mm-hmm. vaccinated. And I'm not just talking about like mentally. I'm specifically talking about like side effects and physically. physical reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Miriam, would you like to kick us off about when you got vaccinated? Miriam works – she's a healthcare worker on the whole, I think you're classified as. Yes. I, so I was in technically group one – a or B? I don't even I don't remember, but I got I was luckily I didn't think I would be eligible because I'm a mental health care worker and I thought we would be in a different different category, but luckily I was eligible much earlier than I thought it would be. So I was able to get my first vaccine. Um I think it was January seventh, I wanna say. Um oh, tears streamed on my face. That is chef's kiss. That is it was, you've been fully vaccinated for like a minute now. Yeah. So, I, yeah, my second vaccine was like first week of February. Um, so and I, I got the Moderna vaccine because that was what was available to me. And I'll reiterate a million times. The best vaccine is the one that you can get the quickest, the one that you that is available to you. The reason um, why she's reiterating is because we have texted about this a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that I, I understand it anyway. Yeah. But and I she's get, just like, get what you can. And get like, what you yes, can. Miriam, because what Miriam says is the Bible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Flattered. But no, I, I think it's especially because listen, we have three options available in the United States right now. We have and I obviously I know we have listeners outside of the United States who might have different options available to them. But for the United States, we have Moderna. Pfizer, and now we have the Johnson & Johnson, which I just called J&J. Um, and so it's tempting when you're trying to schedule an appointment, trying to figure out, ooh, what, what does this site offer, and do I want this one? And But the reality is all three have 100% efficacy in preventing hospitalizations and preventing death. Which and is that, the goal. That is the goal. All of them 100%. Um, and so that's the goal. And so – all our excellent options and all of them will get us out of this pandemic. Um, but for me, so my, the, what was available to me was Moderna. Um, so I was very excited um, just to get it, to get that first shot. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I, you know, it's interesting when kind of exploring the diabetic online community and seeing people posting about vaccines and their questions and everyone's very anxious and like, well, how did it affect your blood sugars and did it affect this, did it affect that? To, 
be honest, that was not on my mind at all. And I think I kind of went in with this mentality. Like I had spoken to a, a nurse who has diabetes that I'm friends with who was like, listen, if you have any reaction, it is not from the vaccine. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. Any blood sugar reaction would only be related to your immune response so like just like when you get a cold and your blood sugar goes up or like gets elevated or when you're when you're sick maybe it's elevated a bit that would be what's causing it like if you get a fever from the vaccine the fever is what's causing your blood sugar spike not the vaccine I love the way that's explained yeah I think that there's a lot of um I don't necessarily want to say misinformation but confusion about Mm -hmm. what vaccines really are especially Mm -hmm. like mRNA versus the way vaccines have been produced in the past. And obviously, I cannot speak to any of that type yes. of science. We are not immunologists. Yeah. We are not experts in how vaccines work. But we just we absorb a lot of <laughs> we, we absorb like a lot learn. of news and we read a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, we like to learn, but also definitely my anxiety drives me to be yes. a more informed human. So mm-hmm. if you're anxious about the vaccine, that's not to say that there's anything wrong. I will be the first no. person to tell you that I was nervous not not in getting the vaccine. I could not wait to receive mm-hmm. the vaccine and um I was very lucky in that well I don't know how much luck went into it because I literally we'll get into my story in a minute um <laughs> but it's uh it's I I to this day and I won't be fully two weeks post vaccine until Wednesday so this will probably come out today I'm hoping to post it later today TBD but um I'm kind of nervous to return to normal Mm-hmm. a little bit um and I was more anxious about getting the vaccine in terms of like I hope nothing prevented me from getting it like yeah rolling up to the Javits Center and having to wait a few hours and then what if I did this what if I you know like just my anxiety is kicking mm-hmm. in I wasn't nervous about the after effects as much as I was nervous about making sure I actually became fully vaccinated because yeah. anyone who's a diabetic can probably attest to things not always going super smoothly in the healthcare system let alone uh, a government-run 100%. facility um, which I've honestly never been happier to go to the Javits Center in New York City. I think anyone who's from New York would probably laugh at that because the Javits <laughs> Center is nothing short. It's just like a pain in the a, pain in the butt to get to, it's, it's, and it's it's, it's not, not accessible. Um, I mean, they did just open more subway stations, but I mean, I am not taking the subway anytime soon. Even though I am fully vaccinated, the thought mm-hmm. of taking the subway unnecessarily still gives me um, a little bit of the little bit of the butterflies in a bad way um Mm -hmm. i don't know anyone who's ever taken the new york city subway let alone during a pandemic it's just not a clean pretty place and new york is doing a lot to clean it up but i'm getting off on a tangent right now um but being anxious about getting the vaccine is completely fine and miriam is so right like figuring out what you're anxious about in my opinion is the best way to combat it so if you're anxious about the side effects of the vaccine thinking Mm -hmm. about how your body has responded to past illnesses that aren't related you know like just a cold like Miriam said that Mm -hmm. that's a good indicator of how things might be for you after you get the vaccine but also you won't know excuse me you won't know until you get it but also I guarantee you any side effect unless you have really bad allergies or something that's described by your doctor to prevent like you from getting risk, it yeah yeah i'm not sitting here telling you oh you know like don't worry anaphylactic shock isn't that bad like obviously that's a different story um but any side effect that you have will be better than dying from covid so oh, not to be harsh percent. but that's like that's the truth and that's what we're Absolutely. talking about when we talk about getting vaccinated so yes. anyone who who has been alive this year knows someone that has passed or knows someone that has been seriously ill from COVID. And if you don't, 
that is extremely lucky um hats off to you but you know me and I know someone who's passed from Mm -hmm. COVID so (laughs) that is it's like six degrees of separation we it probably will not take six degrees there's two degrees of separation most likely exactly Um, so it's just being able to even have this episode is just I feel so grateful like Miriam and I have been texting about this for months and yeah um, I'm actually I (laughs) my friends have been making fun of me because my mindset about this is that Yes, it has been a long year, right? It's been draining emotionally, mentally, physically. It's been a rough year, and that's, you know, saying it lightly. Um, but my – I am blown away. <laughs> like, and I always say that the, the the speed at which this was all done still is really impressive to me. The fact that, like, you know, the world shut down a year ago, last March, and by December we already had, like, two vaccines available – and that I was, you know, and even my husband, because he works in a hospital, was able to get vaccinated, like, the first week it was out, like, right away, so mid-December. So Miriam and Steve were living their best lives <laughs> while the rest of us were Fully over here. <laughs> no, but I remember he was vaccinated, and I was like, oh, my God, but am I going to get vaccinated? I just want to be vaccinated, too. I'm like, couldn't wait. I was so anxious. My anxiety was very similar to yours, Emily. It was more anxiety, like, can I get the vaccine? And then at the end of the day, I ended up getting my first dose like three weeks after he did. Three weeks. It felt like an eternity. Right. But I'm thinking like, oh my God, I have to wait so long. And it was three weeks. And then like three weeks after that, like everyone else, like teachers were eligible. And then three weeks after that, like every, you know, it it's happening really fast. So the fact that it's, we're hitting the year mark and not only do we have now like three available vaccines in the United States. But we're already fully vaccinated. Like the two of us are fully vaccinated and millions of other people are fully vaccinated. And I think that is unbelievable. And like I believe our president by May 1st, I think everyone who would like to get a vaccine will be eligible. Um, All adults at least. That's what they're saying. So by May 1st, they're saying everyone over I think 16 or 18 will be eligible for a vaccine if they want it. I think it depends on the vaccine. But um, I do want to say – oh, my God – this is New York. I don't know if you can hear what's going on outside my window, but New York isn't dead. I say this every episode, <laughs> but I'm, my apartment is a testament to that. Even though I do nothing inside of my apartment, outside the world is going. Um, I do want to say that I am witnessing the flip side of that. My my boyfriend is uh, not eligible right now, and I know mm-hmm. there are a lot of diabetics in different states that aren't mm-hmm. eligible, and yes. this episode is obviously a sore spot for that. So if you want the vaccine and don't have access to the vaccine – May 1st is your day. Well, we feel for you and, like, completely understand if you want to exit out of this episode. But this is more about promoting and informing. Um, Yes. Maybe not promoting, but informing. Because, I mean, Matt and I, like, literally, I just feel so bad because all I do is talk about how I got vaccinated. And he's got – like, that's all he wanted was for me to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. this entire time. He's been so careful. Like, we haven't seen his family in a long time because they've been traveling. Just, like, a lot of things that go into this. Um, but then, like, lucky for me, I got vaccinated. Slash, like, not lucky I have diabetes, but LOL. Um, but he, you know, like, he doesn't have that end in sight yet because yeah. it really depends on where you're living. Even though we're both in New York City, a lot of the states around us have opened up to 16 plus, but New York still hasn't yeah. as a state. So it's... Uh, it's been rough because 
I, you know, I feel the weight lifted, but he still feels very trapped, especially with people not wearing their masks anymore in New York. Um, I know Brooklyn's typically better on the whole from what I've seen, but in Manhattan. (laughs) Liberal hippies over here. No, like give it to me, please. In Manhattan, (laughs) it's been. uh, Just a little, it's more crowded. Yeah, I was going to use some profanities, but we got some notes from some moms that they don't like it when I cuss, (laughs) but also like, this is real. This is me. So it's been a clusterfuck, basically. Um, people have just stopped wearing masks and they've been crowds and like I understand a lot of people probably have been vaccinated in New York because especially the area that I live in is very healthcare worker oriented. Mm-hmm. I live kind of close to um, Bellevue hospitals, and yeah. you know other NYU hospitals so it's been rough for my friends that don't have access to the vaccine Mm -hmm. but I just feel this weight lifted and I really feel for everyone because like I was obviously we were both in that spot too but we just had less time to deal with that absolutely Um, and now that we're reaching a year mark for us it's like so amazing because like hell yeah we're vaccinated but for everyone else who really is dying to get vaccinated but doesn't have access it's um it's it's a it's a bit of a pain it's a double-edged sword like oh absolutely I've never seen Matt happier than the day I got my second dose mm-hmm. but at this same time two like he's almost like, two weeks later he's like he's done I, want my dough. I know yeah. I'm like woohoo the sun is out like let's like walk around and like and then yeah. he's like I, he cannot leave his apartment basically without being crowd like crowds and crowds and crowds in the lower east side where Ugh. he lives just no masks and just it's like two steps forward one step back but anyways that's yeah. just my ta- side tangent not to be a Debbie no, Downer but that. There's a lot no, of and, that, that and that's why access. I say my opinion is an unpopular one because even still, you know, it's easy to say this now, but I, but I imagine like in a year from now, just the fact that like by May first, and again, this is optimistic that I'm trusting this is how it's going to pan out, but I truly believe by May first, everyone who wants one will be eligible to get one. You know, yes. we have to get an appointment, and so who knows how long that'll take, but I truly think. Even if that's the case, by May 1st, then within 14 months of the world shutting down, the fact that this is, like, we have two vaccines available. I mean, it's just... It's miraculous. This is my big, like, pat on the back to science and scientists and healthcare workers and, like, everyone who's been able to make this happen. I truly think it's unbelievable. And that's obviously a very different story from the logistics of how the you know, I can't think of the word, the um, distribution has been. That's a whole other story. But the the science of this and the able that the fact that we've been able to do this as quickly as they did, I want to give scientists just like a big round of applause. I mean, I myself. literally wanted to hug my nurse when she gave me my second <laughs> dose. And like I was like rolling up in there. I was like, hell yeah. But still, even on my second dose shot, I was sitting there like, oh my God, what if something goes wrong? Like what if they can't give it to me? I'm just like, it's like you get so far and yes. you can see the finish line. And then it's like anyone who's who has anxiety or any form mm-hmm. of anxiety or mental health issues knows what it's like to just conceptualize anything that can possibly go wrong oh my gosh so our anxieties about this were very similar so before the first dose and I was able to schedule it like like I found out it was eligible and so I scheduled it and the first vaccine I could schedule was like three weeks out so I was like okay I'm scheduled I felt really good about that um and then I just like I don't something spurred me because I think they started opening new locations at that point because this was very early on when they first were kind of opening it to non-healthcare work or non-like hospital workers so I happened to refresh something, and all of a sudden I got an appointment for, like, two days after. I'm like, oh, my God. So I booked it right away. So that was my January 7th appointment, and I thought I wasn't getting one until, like, end of January. 
Um, so all of a sudden the anxiety started flooding. I'm like, what if I have COVID like right now and I don't realize I have COVID and then I get a vaccine, like what will happen? And this was very early on when we started vaccinating people. So there just wasn't a lot of information yet. I'm like, what happens if I have COVID when I get the first vaccine? What happens if I get COVID in between my first and second vaccines? Like, will I be able to get the second one? Will I be able, you know, literally rambling thoughts. Word so for word, my the, thoughts in between. Yes. And I was like, everyone stay away from me from my three weeks in between yes. doses. Like, don't. So now I have the information because I'm a chronic like Googler and asker. And basically (laughs) you can get the vaccine if you have COVID um, or if you get the COVID right before your vaccine just has to be two weeks after your first day of symptoms. They were initially saying like, oh, if you have COVID, like wait 90 days to get the vaccine. But the only reason for that is because you probably have antibodies for 90 days. So they were saying you don't have to worry about the vaccine. You're going to have antibodies for a while. So wait 90 days. But medically speaking, they say two weeks after you have COVID, you can can get a vaccine safely and you'll be okay. Um, So that kind of reassured me. And one of my doctor friends was saying, okay, if you get COVID in between your first and second dose, they might just delay the second dose a week if the, if time-wise if you need, but, like, you'll be fine. So that calmed a lot of my anxieties. But it didn't stop me from getting a COVID test <laughs> the morning of my vaccine just because I'm psycho. That is not at all required. I want to make that very you clear. You are not they, psycho. You were just checking all your boxes. You're doing what you need to do to feel safe, and that's okay. Yes. So you do not need to do that. I want to make that very clear. But that was just something for me that I, like, wanted to reassure my anxieties um so first dose for me was fine um the actual shot felt I didn't feel anything I actually asked like oh did you do it already the shot was very easy my arm was very sore for 24 hours like very sore like dead flu shot times five soreness it was it was very sore um but then I was fine and then for the second dose um again the anxiety goes in um I I you know was not afraid I had COVID like that was not an issue anymore at that point but going into the second one the nurse was we were just like chatting and kind of like excuse my friend shooting the shit and you know just talking like oh how's this been for you because she had been doing vaccines for so long whatever and while we're chatting she gives me the vaccine I leave and then I'm just kind of like we were I I I was afraid I had distracted her too much like we were talking the whole time and I wasn't really paying attention to her filling up the filling up the syringe and giving me the injection and then I was like what if I distracted her so so much that she didn't even give me anything like oh my I know God, she like you know what I mean it's like your anxiety yeah. just fixates on these little things and like I didn't like after the first one I felt some soreness pretty quickly after um but after the second one, I wasn't – my arm didn't really get sore. So I'm like, oh, my God, did she even give me – so then I was, like, hoping yeah. I'd get some side effects to confirm I got the vaccine. And I did. I My side effects were pretty mild compared to other people I've heard. I, I never really got a fever. I checked my temperature just to kind of be on alert, and the highest it went was 99 um, which my husband likes to tell me is not a fever. You don't have a fever unless you're 100.4 or above, um, which I was not. Um, but I took Tylenol anyways because I felt kind of feverish. I just felt like I you couldn't got the really hot sleep. and cold, like yeah, yeah, hot and cold. I had a headache. I just felt super fatigued. So I took Tylenol just to kind of, you know, feel boost me up a little bit. And within twenty four to thirty six hours, I was like totally fine. Like nothing had happened. Um, and I I want to reiterate that part too is even if you are concerned about my blood sugars, nothing shifted. They were just like they normally are. Um. 
So there was no issues there. But I want to confirm too that for the most part, everyone's side effects, even if they have really bad side effects, usually by the 36 hour mark, by 48 hours at the absolute most, it's passed. You're kind of back to normal. So even if your blood sugars are running high for 36 to 48 hours afterwards, it is okay. You know, it's this Just is like one of those tones, days. Yes, it's okay. Yes, this is one of those days where, like, if you're having some high blood sugars, you know, kind of like it's all right because you've just gotten vaccinated for the pandemic that's taken over the world for the last year and a half and so give yourself a break if your blood sugars aren't in range or where you want them to be you know as long as you're taking in fluids and you're still getting your basal insulins you're not you shouldn't be having ketones if you're still getting insulin um and just kind of monitor yourself and give yourself a break and say i just did something pretty freaking historic um, you're part of science. You're part, you're part of, of science. You're the just... world forward. And I think that there's just such a feel of that when you leave your yeah. second dose, no matter how anxious you are about side mm-hmm. effects or you are about if you properly got the dose. Um, it's a, There's a feeling of relief that just really sets in that's like euphoric almost. Like I yes. was just like walking on air. Um, but I do want to touch on, on my experience because mm-hmm. – I think that I'm hearing a lot about people lucking out and getting leftover doses. And that's, Mm -hmm. like, amazing. And a thousand ten percent, yes, if you're able to do that, do it up. Because at this point in most places, everyone who has uh, a comorbidity or is above a certain age or is considered at more risk, they've either Mm -hmm. had an opportunity to book an appointment or they hopefully have already received their vaccine. Um, And if that's not the case, then there's something bigger going on there. But in terms of my experience, so I have been obsessively checking the state sites for vaccines for probably two weeks prior to my eligibility, not to book one, but just to so I knew how I would be able to book it. Um, There were a lot of texts between Miriam and I, a lot of questions that it's 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 pretty straightforward to book. Um, anyway, so on my 27th birthday, on February 14th, you uh, Cuomo opened up the eligibility to people with comorbidities and specified type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. So very lucky that no matter that what's going on satisfying. with Cuomo, yeah, no matter what's yeah. going on with him politically, that was like a, a breath of fresh air because I know in New Jersey that's actually not the case and that is right across from the river. So yeah. wild to think but about that. But let's look, like I want to pause on that. The fact that it was specifically stated type one and type two was so right. validated. Did you feel it? I just felt so. I was valid. kind of and that just like tears like, streamed the, on my face. I yeah. was like, finally, because here's the thing: any type of diabetes, type one, type two, type one and a half, whatever you have, a is very difficult to mm-hmm. manage. B. If it's not difficult to manage, it might be if you become ill. So it doesn't, like, this is not me putting down anyone with any other type of diabetes because we are huge proponents of taking care of yourself no matter what Mm -hmm. is going on. It's more of me being, like, I was just super appreciative that it wasn't left up to open discussion. It's like, yeah. this is what it is. You didn't and have you're to type advocate one and a half, for yourself. It was right. just there. This yeah. is the first time I really felt like I didn't have to advocate right? for myself. Um, 
and that, if you're it, it spoke a to a type, bigger issue like a bigger right. thing in the healthcare world is the fact that like oh we are being identified as like one separate from type two they're identifying that are there are multiple that, types yeah which right isn't always the case like I was expecting it to just say diabetes um yeah. so the fact that they identified that it, I think it just really that felt very validating not it just for the validated. vaccine but just as like a person in general being validated that like you have this is this is a thing right and if you I mean like obviously if you you don't fall under type one or type two there there were other stipulations that yes you might fit so it I mean at the end of the day if you have blood sugar issues that cause you to be any Mm. type of diabetes you were basically covered so I log on at 7 a.m or no I stayed up really late until like after midnight the night before aka like on my birthday, like 1 a.m. of February 14th, looking for appointments, and they still hadn't opened it up yet. Um, but they had on like one Brooklyn website, so I made an appointment, or I tried to make an appointment there, but then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna wake up early tomorrow and just see what's available. So I woke up at 7.30 in the morning on my 27th birthday, and I spent an hour and a half refreshing the state-run site, and I clicked on an appointment for like 8 a.m. February 16th, which was the day after we would be eligible. Mm-hmm. And I was filling out my information, and then it was like, oh, this appointment's now gone. And I was like, yeah. dope, 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 dope. But then It's I like refreshed. trying to get, like, concert tickets. That's yeah. what it felt like. like I know. They just I imagine disappear this is so quickly. what it's like to try and go see, like, Beyonce. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I – because I usually don't try for those things. But for this, <laughs> I was willing to try. Um, so I spent, like, another 20 minutes refreshing the page, and then I clicked on a 5.30 p.m. – or no, it was, like, a – fourth whatever time was and I got it and I just like had to zoom through and like put in all my Mm. information and I was like holy crap this is happening and it's happening in like three days so I go to the Javits Center and it was the easiest process of my life like I don't have a New York ID um so I was kind of wigging out and I was like oh my god is this gonna make it so I can't receive my vaccine so I printed out which obviously if you've read the website you don't need a New York ID you just need forms of ID or Mm -hmm. and showing that you are either a New York resident or that you work in New York um which I think is a bigger issue as to why there was so much trouble in vaccine distribution in New York because we have people from the tri-state area receiving vaccines in New York City, whereas the New York City residents couldn't go anywhere else to receive vaccines. That is the hill I will die on. That is something Matt and I talk about every day, but moving forward. Um, so I printed out like my lease statement. Like uh-huh. I was just like crazy. I was like, again, brought, because like, we're anxious. Yeah, yeah. I brought, um, and I should probably stop saying crazy. I was just really anxious about it. And I brought like four pieces of mail. I brought my lease statement, whatever. I show up, I had this amazing, I think she was a resident or whatever, like in mm-hmm. her residency somewhere she was like so excited for me she checked me in everything was easy breezy she was like for your second shot like all you need to do really is bring in the card and your id and you're good to go like no one should ask you questions about yeah. your eligibility or if you live in new york whatever like you're good to go i literally was in and out the door in 20 minutes and that's only because like we had to stay for 15 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. um, amazing and it was so easy so then i go home and i'm like super cautious for the next three weeks Mm -hmm. because I really do not want to get COVID. Like, I can't say this enough. Um, And even though you get a vaccine doesn't mean you're not going to get COVID, but like it does mean hopefully like 94% of the time, depending on the vaccine that you receive. Again, like Miriam said, no deaths, which Mm -hmm. is the end game here. The end game is for it to not be the end. So, um, you know, the weeks go by. It's a struggle having those around me understand that I could still be sick and like, we're so close that 
let's just all take a breather and like you can hang out with your friends in two weeks after Mm -hmm. my second dose like or I can go away like whatever but I finally make it to my second dose and I go to the Javits Center and I go to check in and I have this person checking me in and he must have been new and he kept asking me like I gave him my Florida ID and I gave him my first vaccine card and he was like but what's wrong with your body and I was like, what? And like, he didn't really speak English. And I was really confused. And obviously we're That's wearing, a weird I was wearing, makes, yeah. yeah, it was really weird. And I was wearing my mask. He obviously, mm-hmm. for some reason, was wearing his mask, like on his chin mm-hmm. at the vaccine <laughs> site. And I'm like, okay, there's so many things here that are stressing me out. But moving <laughs> forward, like I'm here to get my second dose. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I sat there for 10 minutes trying to, we were trying to understand each other. And I just was like, getting really upset because I was like, of course, something's going to go wrong. I'm not yeah. going to get my second dose. And I was like, I don't understand, like, what you need. And he was like, you have the wrong ID. And so I was like, okay, here are my least, my mm-hmm. least forms. Like, I also was told, like, from I when I got my first dose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I brought it just in case. And he was like, do you have anything that has, like, shows that you're in? I, I mean, again, he wasn't speaking my language, so I couldn't fully understand what he was saying. Um, so I ended up showing him my note from Columbia Doctors. Mm-hmm. And he was like but what's wrong with your body? And I'm like, I thought he was trying to ask me if I had side effects. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. I got the first dose and I was fine. Because in my mind, that's the only th- time that it's acceptable to ask what's wrong with someone's body. Yes. It was such a weird question, first of all. And second of all, I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Um. Anyways, so like we moved past that. Then I had mm-hmm. to wait in like a 15 minute line, which again, not a big deal. Super easy indoors. So I was mm-hmm. warm. People were wearing their masks for the most part. Everyone was super stoked. Um, so many National Guard there. Just, like, you could tell they were just, like, so excited for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, they hadn't seen a lot of young women lately. <laughs> and they were just, like, so excited to see all the young women in line. It was just really funny. I was like, is this, like, is this Fleet Week in New York? But, like, <laughs> COVID edition? I don't understand. Um, so... I finally go get my second dose and I was like, hey, I just want to make sure I was checked in properly because like Miriam said, like she was worried. I was like, what if I wasn't checked in? Like, I don't want to be taking someone's dose. Like I was worried. Yeah. And I explained to her what was going on. And the woman was like, uh-uh. She was like, you are checked in. You are getting your shot. I'm filling it up right now. She's like, you should have asked to talk to his manager. That is unacceptable. And like, I was just like, we were just like kiki We were like having the time yeah. of our lives. Like she was like, that is so wrong. She's like, sweetie, if this ever happens to you again, you need to know, you need to ask for someone else because that's unacceptable. And like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, so nice to be heard. And she was like, it's yeah. your body. It's your choice. And I was like, yes, queen. But we won't get into that here now. Um, but it was just like a wild, really great time. And I waited <laughs> for like 15 minutes afterwards. Everything was fine. My arm was sore after the first dose. Mm-hmm. And then, I didn't feel really any other side effects. I was really sleepy for like the next like 24 hours, but that was yeah. about it. And I received Pfizer. After my second dose, my arm was sore, but not nearly as sore as the first dose. And the, I have to say, none of these times was my arm more sore than when I received any form of the flu shot. So I will say that like it really hurt, but I have to say the last year's flu shot really freaking hurt too. So I don't know what is there. See, and this is a perfect example. Like mine was notably worse than a flu shot. Right. Um, But again, all worth it. We're, we're tough cookies. We can handle any side effects, but yeah. I will say Mm -hmm. that my, um, my, after my second dose for like 24 hours, I I did end up sleeping like half the day. And I think I had like, the highest my temperature got was like 99 or it was yeah. like not even it was like 98.9 but I'm usually like 96 because I'm pretty cool so I was like <laughs> I don't feel good you run cool uh, 
<laughs> I run cool, um, like my soul. So it was uh, all in all, I I really didn't have like a sore throat or anything like that. I mm-hmm. just felt really exhausted. I had the worst headache. I probably mm-hmm. it was probably just a migraine. Um, but after taking a few hours to nap and drinking a ton of water Mm -hmm. everything was fine my blood sugar wasn't elevated everything was normal that in that regard which I'm grateful for um and it was just such a great positive experience I was like walking on sunshine and I still am I'm not getting choked up I just haven't had a lot to drink of water wise (laughs) today (laughs) but she's also a little little choked up yeah just a little choked up Um, So if you have access to the vaccine, if you can get your name on a list for an extra dose, if you're a caretaker of anyone who's type one, if you're a sibling or type two, any if you have access, it doesn't matter where you are in the line right now. If you have access, go and get a vaccine. Um, I think by me saying it doesn't matter where you are in line right now, I mean, if there are any extras, I'm not saying push someone out of line or (laughs) something like that. Um, but it does, yes, it does not hurt to put yourself on a wait list. And, and we know, listen, we, we understand Emily and I are super biased about this too. We've made it very clear that we are very big proponents of science, big proponents of vaccinations. And we understand that that can feel controversial to people. Um, but this was something that was important for us to talk about because, you know, we, we do really like like as I expressed in my own to scientists we love science (laughs) and we love vaccines and we love we love that we're you know there's a light at the end of this really really dark tunnel we've been in for the last year and and change so um if this feels triggering or if you have concerns we totally get it it's totally valid um but I think by listening to this by following this you kind of know where our where we stand on this topic um and we hope that's pretty clear and yeah not that we're saying don't discuss it or don't talk about it with your doctors or don't kind of decide what's right for you but we're not the ones to we're not going to argue with yeah (laughs) um we stand by our our standpoint on the vaccine i will say that we are two white privileged ladies Mm -hmm. and we haven't dealt with years of systemic racism in the medical field and there is a lot that goes on there that we cannot speak to that is a hundred million percent valid and um you know always ask questions there's nothing wrong with asking a question you could be apprehensive to get the vaccine you could be calling every doctor you've ever met that's fine do what you got to do to get yourself informed and get yourself to feel comfortable with receiving it um you never want to do anything that is going to cause you any type of detriment mental health or physically but we're here to say that we're on the other side of the vaccine and the very few people that have had negative um, side effects from this that that's such a small number compared to Mm -hmm. the amount of people that have had side effects from common drugs that you take every day like advil you know like there are things like our insulin that was tested on people like um there's a lot that goes into science that we're not explaining that that you are partaking in that you probably don't even realize so um absolutely and when you're doing your when you are doing your independent research and deciding what's right for you be doing that with the right sources you're doing research on instagram or facebook is never going to be the full accurate picture um us included you know we should (laughs) not be your source of of science and we should not be your source of deciding whether or not you want it um, we're happy to support your decision or, or maybe or we point, you to, point to you to the right places to look. And, but right. any data that you are trying to inform yourself with to make this decision should be from 
a reputable source and by a reputable source it needs to be like a peer-reviewed research papers or you know cdc website right world health organization website like the vaccine websites you know i i think that's where you need to be getting your information um to make this decision right and if you're sitting there being like well this has to be a pr stunt this has this is political I just want everyone to take a step back and think about the amount of people that have been vaccinated and mm-hmm. how much worse that would look if things went wrong. So there's there's two sides to every coin. Yeah. And, um, you know, never get all of your information from one source. And mm-hmm. even if that's us, go somewhere else in addition. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we hope everyone by this time next year is in a safe space for Absolutely. COVID. COVID hopefully will be behind us in a sense that it won't be inhibiting our everyday. I can't wait to hug Miriam again I can't wait to have more meetups um in the future and just see what life has to hold outside of our small quarantine departments so we hope that this was informational not too overwhelming but on the whole Miriam and I both had really great experiences Mm -hmm. and we did have minor side effects but again nothing that would inhibit us from doing it again I'm like better I kind of yeah a thousand percent better than COVID um and just thank you guys for listening we're so excited for what season eight has in store Uh, we have a lot of really exciting collabs coming up a lot of really exciting guests um we've heard a lot of your requests which have been really helpful for i can't believe this is going to be the eighth season Mm -hmm. um which is just wild but go ahead and meet miriam this is your favorite part go ahead and follow us on instagram at pancreas underscore pals on facebook at pancreas pals pp slide into our dms either both hit us up we love to hear from you um email us at pancreas pals 123 at gmail.com we are now streaming on Acast. we're streaming on spotify like we always have been we're on google we're on everywhere um hit us up our website's pancreaspals.com still, and we are just so excited for everything that is in store for the rest of 2021, and that's in store for all of our pals near and far. So stay healthy, stay safe, test negative, get your shots, and <laughs> live your best lives. Bye, pals. <laughs> Thanks, Miriam. Bye. <laughs>